Hi, and welcome back to From Tits to Toes. I am Dr. Michaela Rush, an OBGYN. And I am Dr. Ann Sharkey, a podiatrist. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last episode of this season. Right? Uh, yeah. Crazy. episode. Last episode, season one. We mm-hmm. are nearly to the end of 2021. And we are almost to 10,000 downloads. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I know. <laughs> so maybe this episode will be the one. It'll push us over. There we mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Which will be which will be great. So I know you're on call this weekend. Absolutely. Always, mm-hmm. always. <laughs> I know. It seems that it's been that way a lot lately. I think I'm on call next week. Yeah, we're just in the sort of I have all my holiday things done and now I'm just prepping um I have a rare free weekend where we didn't have a lot going on. So um doing some unpacking and uh I was texting you earlier. I know you know this, but Meredith was occupied, so I had those that like treasured time as a parent to rid the house of all the things without her seeing. So yeah, how's the how's the elf still going? Oh, the elf forgot to move yesterday. <laughs> Story of my life. Uh, she woke up and she's like, "Snowflake did not move," and I said, "Oh, well, we had a few of her girlfriends over last night to decorate cookies, and they were here pretty late." I said, "Oh, Snowflake was probably real tired from that cookie decorating party. She, she just couldn't make it to the North Pole." So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, uh, Chris took the boys up to Dallas, so they uh, had to do the whole thing up there. I was just going to ask. So, does your elf travel? Our elf travels, yes. Yep, ours does too. Um, okay. But I'm the one with the reminder alarm on my phone. Uh-huh. And so he texted me this morning and said um, they forgot to move the elf this morning, <laughs> like last night or this morning. So <laughs> it happens. Those elves, they're, it's getting close to Christmas. They're getting tired. I know. Well, and I think the alarm went off while I was at the hospital on call delivering. So I just turned it off. Sure. So I didn't I didn't think to text him and remind him or anything. So yeah. Like, oh, well, Oops. Too well. bad. Yikes. Oops. Too bad. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. So well, what are y'all doing leading up to the holiday? I'm working leading okay. up to the holiday. Yeah, yeah. me too. Every day. Do, you, do you, yeah, all the way till Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm I'm off Christmas Eve, but I'm on call the day before that. So yeah. um, but I'm I work Monday. Same. I think it'll be a pretty busy, pretty busy week, but I I can only eat so many Christmas cookies. I might as well go to work. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to live, we're going to fuel ourselves with Christmas cookies. Oh my gosh. Christmas Um, cookies and coffee. It's like the movie Elf. I would fit it. Well, now then we'd be eating spaghetti with syrup. I know, right? Syrup. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. No, this is the week that a lot of people no show. So no, um, that is hard because they make the appointment having all these good intentions. And I think something better comes along and then they're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, there's like I need to go shopping and I've got to go out of town or whatever. But mm-hmm. nobody likes to cancel or reschedule their appointments in advance. They tend to just not show up. I so. know. I know. It's like we have these devices called telephones. They're available. You can use them. You could probably mm-hmm. even text the office and let them know you're not coming. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, and actually, I honestly don't mind a little bit because – 
that's what gives me that little bit of a buffer to catch up. You know, sometimes <laughs> you look at your schedule, you run it down in the morning and you're like, if I could just have like one or two of these people not come, that would really help me. Yeah. I can actually like, I can catch up, get all my notes done. <laughs> it's not so bad. But if, if they cancel in advance and they fill those holes like right away, right. <laughs> so right. then it's no, full. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's those things that we wish for. They're the blessing and the curse. You don't want it because it affects your productivity, but you want it because it gives you a little bit of a breather. Yeah. There's always those few in the day that can't come in or no show or cancel and then that gives you that little bit of catch-up time so, so I'm, interesting I'm okay we thought or we noticed during covid our no shows dropped drastically like we it was we were really good people came to their appointments they kept their appointments but in hmm. the last like i'd say two months we're noticing the no show rate pop back up again how weird did you see anything like that no i mean I, I, on my side of it though I'm just so busy and booked out that our no-shows yeah. are those new well-womans that can't get in for oh, a couple so of months. Oh, so maybe they've already seen somebody else. And- yeah, they end up scheduling with someone else. So then they just okay. never cancel on my okay. end. And so we were actually holding off and not scheduling any of those for the couple months and restarting them in the beginning of the year because okay. it was just these big yeah. gaps everywhere. Yeah, sure. Yeah, interesting. Crazy. All right. Well, this week, you have a fun episode for us to follow up on the fantastic foot facts. Of course, we couldn't skip the uh, tits part of this, although not the tits, but tell us. We're going to get all about vaginas. So vagina, vagina, vaginas. Let's talk about the vagina. Yeah. All the fun facts that you can think of. As if it's kind of hard to think of like fun facts about vagina, but I do have some fascinating facts, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Totes. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this is everything about vaginas. I thought this would be a fun and funny episode, but just (laughs) to start off, I thought I would look up all the different uh, variations of names of vaginas, right? So all the pet names, all the funny names for vagina. This is going <laughs> to be hilarious. This right? be Can hilarious. you think of any right off the bat? <laughs> oh, I mean, right? Like don't kitty and like JJ and mm-hmm. I mean, people have all these funny names. Yeah. Yeah. Like lady bits. I don't know. Lady people name bits. it. Lady bits. <laughs> oh. So, okay. Let's start with all the different pet names or the names of like referring to a vagina or just- actually starts so young. So many people will like refer to that when they're talking to their children. And I'm like, no, it's just a vagina. Like just let's, a just vagina. Get this, let's just get this straight. I know. Vagina is a vagina, people. I mean, we could get um, really specific and be like, that's actually the vulva, not the vagina. But I didn't need to be that detailed with my kids. So, yeah. Well, I did find a list of some hilarious ones. So, OK, for this whole episode, I'll tell you, I got one of my lists. So some of it's coming from yahoo.com. There was a 21 funny names, <laughs> vagina, something. And then there was 50 thought provoking vagina uh, facts or whatever. So, and that's on okay. um, factretriever.com. So those are the sources that I got for a lot of these. But um, okay, starting with the names of vaginas, besides vagina and lady bits, whatever, uh, Vulverine. <laughs> Um, so this one I think came from Broad City, that show. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. No. But they called it they call it Wolverine a lot. So anyway, it makes me laugh. Um, the pink or bearded clam, uh, the red wagon, 
Oh. Uh, meat curtains. I do hear I do hear meat curtains thrown around a lot. That's so disgusting. Like what? <laughs> I know. Um, flour. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Fur burger. <laughs> the upright wink. Okay. Mm-hmm. The garage. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Just start your engines. Yeah. Um, muff, which I hear that one a lot. Yeah. Fish lips. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of sea references. I don't know. Taco is a common one. Okay. Camel toe is, I mean, a specific kind of vagina, I guess. Yeah. Like anyone can have that kind right. of camel toes, you know. Uh, love button. Love button. <laughs> <laughs> that seems more like a clitoris. Right. I was like this. I don't know. But yes, love button is on there on the list. Honey pot, which I hear that a lot. Beaver. Okay. Uh the French fry dip. I don't I don't know if I ever ever heard that one. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. The pink canoe. I have heard canoe and the pink canoe. I've heard that and before. And like when you hear these, is this like mm-hmm. people are speaking to you and instead of saying vagina, they use this terminology? Some do in the office and sometimes it's just in social media oh, okay. or like Okay, in a I movie just wanted to clarify. I'm like, is this conversation normal in your day or no, like sometimes I don't remember where I've heard all of them. Okay. But, um, okay. I have heard a lot of these. Just in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a hippo's yawn. I I don't know where that one came from. I've never heard hippo's yawn. <laughs> never seen a hippo yawn, but uh, yeah. yeah. A hippo yawning seems kind of scary. I don't know. Right. Hippos are actually really ferocious animals. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard that one before. Okay. Hand warmer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I seems I guess, like if hand really seems desperate. a bit. Yeah. Hand seems a bit much, like maybe fingers. I don't know. But hands, yikes. Okay. Um, okay. Cave of Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the VJJ, we already said that one. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Passion flower, uh, let's see, pink pearl, the yaya. I have heard yaya before. Yaya, okay. Mm-hmm. Fish taco, which I don't. That's a very specific taco, which I know tacos in general are listed usually. <laughs> crotch ma- mackerel, crotch mackerel. Is what it <laughs> I can't even say it after a red time. The cod canal. There's a lot of fish references. Yeah, I'm not it was sure. what the hell. Yeah, and, and it keeps going. So fish factory. I'm like, why is there so many fish references? Are you referring to this because of odor? Maybe. There's a lot of over odor discussions in the list I have too, but okay. I'm like, if there's really that much of an odor, we have an issue. That's a whole BV discussion right. later. But Can you call um, BV just for uh, bacterial vaginosis, right? Mm-hmm. Bacterial vaginosis, I knew yes. where, I knew what that meant, but maybe yes, some don't. BV, bacterial okay. vaginosis, does give a fishy odor sometimes, so... Um, if you have that infection, you can have that. So there's a lot of fish references, which they're just not nice, right? Fuzzy lap flounder. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with some of these. Uh, Tuna town. <laughs> this one. The penis penitentiary. penitentiary. Oh the penis penitentiary. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Cum pocket. I have never heard of it. Refer to that. And that one sounds disgusting. Oh. Um, the warehouse of warmth. I don't know. Okay. Uh, warm Slurpee, V thing, apple pie, and a yum yum. So yeah, I um, I haven't heard all of those. That's so. Quite the list. Some yeah, I've heard of. So. Others I have not. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the list of <laughs> names. 
So um, I'm sure we've left some off. So uh, feel free to send us messages. Yeah, <laughs> yes, listeners, off. we would like to know some of the <sighs> interesting terms you've heard the vagina referred to as. Mm-hmm. I'm, there's so many out there that that is just a small list of some. So. We'll, you know uh, what? We'll In podiatry, toes are just always toes. <laughs> really? You don't have other words for those? <laughs> I mean, maybe some people call their toes sausages sometimes, but that's about as interesting as it gets. <laughs> There's not a bunch of pet names for the toes. No, but. not that I know of. Maybe there is, and I would like to know about those as well if they are. But Yeah, maybe. Makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Some of those were funny. I had not heard of all of those, so that was interesting. All right. So getting back to facts and fun facts. So... Let's start with a vaginal fart. So we all know, yes, it's either called a queef or a vart, vaginal fart. Oh, a vart. So, okay. Yeah, a vart. But it's common though, but it's it's different than gas being expelled from a rectum. Right. Is that usually because that's like um, from the breakdown of food, right? So mm-hmm. it's a so byproduct contains, of digestion. Yeah, it contains fecal waste and yeah. it has an odor, right? So any vaginal flatulence or gas from the vagina is odorless and it's unrelated to the rectum unless they have some sort of rare like rectovaginal fistula or something where there's a so connection. So it shouldn't. How does gas form in the vagina? It gets trapped in there usually in some form okay. or fashion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And then let's see. So there's a lot that has to do with odors. So this one specifically just discussing that every vagina has its own smell And it all depends on a variety of factors, such as a combination of normal bacteria that lives in the vagina, your diet, the type of fabric that you wear, level of hygiene, and then how much a woman sweats or the number of like the gland secretions down there. So all that contributes to it. Pause. The diet. So tell me, like, obviously we know if you eat asparagus, your pee smells. Mm -hmm. Is there certain foods that make certain vaginal odors? I don't know of any I was specific. Curious if there was like a distinct, like you eat this, this will happen situation. I don't know of any of like okay. anything specific like that. Like with the urine, the urine yeah. one I know, but um, not there's not a connection that I know of okay. with specific foods in that. Okay, yeah. but that would be interesting if there were. Right, if somebody knows of any, let us know. Yeah. All right. So speak like talking about the vagina itself and the 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 length of it. So the first inch or two. So about the first third of the vagina has the most nerve endings and that's the most pleasure receptive part. So you usually have feeling on the outer one third and not the inner two thirds. So that's where you're going to have the most pleasure receptors. Let's see. The first movie to ever use the word vagina on film was the 1946 Disney animated film, The Story of Menstruation. What? (laughs) That's what it says. (laughs) I didn't know that there's a Disney film of that. I have never – I don't know either, and I'm going to have to look this up. I was like, is it on Disney Plus? I don't know. Let's look it up. Here, you look it up on Disney Plus. I will. Plus. You have yeah, app? let me look it up. I'm okay. Gonna... You look it up on Disney Plus, and I'll Can you tell me the on. title again? The Story of Menstruation. Story. It was from 1946, Disney. Okay. Animated film. I, what can Disney animate a film about menstruation about? I am I curious. Know. I'm going to have to watch that and check it out. I had, did not watch it prior to this. I did not do all the homework. I wonder if this. that was like the um, the birds and the bees talk in elementary schools back in the day. Maybe. Maybe that's what they made it for. I don't know. I'm very curious now. We're going to have to look up the background of that. Um, all right. The word vagina is Latin for sheath or scabbard. Um, the plural of vagina is vaginas or with an A-E on the end. I guess it depends on where you're at. Okay, so oh, what did you find out? It is on YouTube. Oh, 
It is 10 minutes and 16 seconds long. Yeah. And I don't want to try to play it right now because the audio would probably not sound very good, but (laughs) we will have to watch it. I can see it has little animations about the ovary and the uterus and mm-hmm. and then there's like a princess that looks very distraught probably learning about menstruation a princess like a oh, yeah, she, one? um and when you watch it she they're showing her hands and her face like uh, oh <laughs> um but yes it's available on youtube and uh, we'll watch it and we'll report to you listeners yeah yeah maybe we can put something on on, on the yeah. yeah, instagram page That'd be about fun. it or we can link that whole actual episode from YouTube onto Facebook page. Okay. So, there we go. Yeah, we can do that. There we go. Okay. We'll have to watch it <laughs> because everybody wants to watch the Disney version of menstruation. I mean, who knew All that right. that existed? Fun fact right there. All right. All right. So it also talks – so another point in here talks about people feeling like they can lose something inside their vagina. Yeah. Um, so I do get this often where people think they've lost something in there. It's really right, not. Like they think it's going to float inside their abdominal cavity? Yes. People think – so it's a blind – it ends, right? They're, the only tiny little hole is in the cervix and nothing can get through there except for like sperm or something. It's so, a garage, people. Yes. It can't it, – You it, nothing – you can't lose anything in there. And so – but besides – okay, besides retained tampons, I have found retained tampons or some people do lose a condom up there and have a hard time getting it out. Oh. Um, but in regards to you can't really lose it, lose it. Like it's still in there. You can usually reach in there to feel it or get it out or the doctor can see it and get it out. But you can't like lose it beyond the vagina. It doesn't go into the abdominal cavity or into the uterus or somewhere else. Right. Did I tell you the story in residency of the woman who thought I she lost a bunch of quarters in her vagina? No. <laughs> so this one. Is she, she using it like a slot machine? I don't know what. I think she was trying to hide her quarters in her vagina. Tell us. Um, but she came in and then she was accusing us of stealing her quarters out of her vagina because we said they were not in there. Oh so God. then she accused us of stealing her quarters. And I don't know whether she had loose quarters in there or she put like a roll of quarters in there. I'm not quite clear on that, but there were no quarters in her <laughs> vagina. And I told her that there's nowhere else that they can go. If I do not see them in her vagina, then they're not in there. Right. So I it's mean, not like they were in her uterus somewhere. metallic. Hidden. It's a simple x-ray to be like, I'm sorry, ma'am, but they're not there. Yeah, no. And we didn't even bother with that because we could obviously tell yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah. In, unless you put them in a rectum. Now, that's a whole different issue. But that could go up higher. But Sure. Um, but no, it's... Yeah, that one was. An, I'll never forget that one. So okay. she, I think she was on some drugs as well, which is a given. But I had to convince her that I did not steal her quarters. I <laughs> don't know what I would do with a roll of quarters oh. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> do some laundry maybe as a resident. Back in know. the day, for sure. Yeah, I could have done some laundry with it. I don't know. But you don't um, want someone else's vaginal quarters. Yeah. I mean, a quarter is a quarter, right? You can totally sanitize it. I <laughs> Just kidding. I wouldn't take it. <laughs> All right. We're not that desperate as residents, people. We weren't that desperate. No, because <laughs> you're wearing scrubs from the hospital. They did your laundry for you. Right? No, my laundry was free. Yeah. <laughs> this is just more fun facts. So the pH, or like the acid-base balance of the vagina is around four, which is the same pH as wine, tomatoes, and beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would think beer would be more basic. That's interesting. Well, maybe it depends on the beer, but okay. it lists beer. Okay. Um, some things that can change the pH of the vagina are like vaginal infections, douching, which we did that episode, 
people don't do it. Uh, soap or exposure to semen. Semen can change that pH as well, which is why some people tend to get infections because it okay. changes the pH a little bit. But I thought that wine, it's like totally the same as wine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> fun fact, the largest, well, so the supposed largest vagina in history <laughs> most likely belonged to Anna Swan 1846 to 1888 is when she lived. Um, she was seven feet, five inches tall and weighed 350 pounds and gave birth to a 23 pound baby with a 19 inch head per the, per the records. So she has been given like the title of the largest vagina in history. Well, for that baby, she deserves it. Maybe there might've been more, but maybe it wasn't documented. I don't know, but, uh, she, she's, I guess the prize holder of that as well. I don't know who wants to be the prize holder. Now, I was going to say, you can keep that prize. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have that prize. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. In two, so this one made me laugh too. These are just fun facts, people. In 2006, in the novel, The Haunted Vagina, just so picture ghosts, right? The Haunted Vagina, it's a the woman's title vagina. Of the book. This, that's the title of the book. It's called <laughs> The Haunted Vagina. <laughs> okay. Don't make me laugh during it. So The Haunted Vagina is the name of the book. A woman's vagina acted as a gateway to the world of the dead. <laughs> now I'm kind of curious about this book. I want to know. And I, I was so like, well, yes, I can. If I'm looking for an uh, audible book next week. There you go. <laughs> I have so many questions. Oh, okay. A lot. Like who pitched that to to an editor and they're like, yes, that sounds like a New York Times bestseller. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So the gateway to the world of the dead has got to be this woman's vagina, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, like, you can you imagine going to Thanksgiving dinner and your family's like, hey, what are you up to? You're like, hey, I'm writing this book. It's about vaginas. (laughs) It's about a haunted vagina, not just vaginas. Not even like a textbook on vaginas, just like a story about it. Yeah. Like just a haunted vagina. Okay, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I have so many questions now. I almost feel like I need to look at that book. And this episode is creating more questions than answers. It, it sure is. So, other facts: um, in 2009, a healthy kidney designated for transplant was removed through the donor's vagina at John Hopkins That's Medical crazy. Center. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So, this type of surgery was considered less invasive because the kidney was removed through a natural opening. So, um, hold on a second. So they. What did they like go through the uterus then to enter the abdominal cavity or how does that? Not necessarily. So I don't know the anatomy well enough to actually understand yeah. how this works. You might have. So there's two scenarios. It doesn't give any detail on it. And I didn't do, like I said, I didn't do a ton of like homework before. You didn't know I was going to ask you this question like, whoa, hold up. What's the simple approach? So there's two ways that could be done. One okay. is they already had a hysterectomy and they just had a blind pouch and okay. vagina. Okay. Um, the other one is if they have the his- if they have a uterus in place, you can make an incision behind the uterus, like under the cervix. Okay. The, we call it the posterior cul-de-sac. Okay. And so it, it's it kind of goes right into the peritoneum and the pelvis, okay. right in there into that cavity. And they would do that laparoscopically, do you think? Mm-hmm. Usually, wow. I mean, a kidney is sizable, so that's amazing that they yeah. pulled that out. Yeah. Cool. So we do that sometimes with um, a uterus. Um, whenever we have to do certain types of procedures where we need to leave the cervix or um, and take the uterus but leave the cervix, we can remove it behind the cervix and okay. make an opening down there. Yeah. Hmm. So sometimes that works. Very cool. I like that yeah. fact. Yeah. All right. 
Let's see. Oh, so approximately one in 5,000 to 7,000 female babies are born without a vagina. So this is known as vaginal agenesis. So it's a type of birth defect, right? So basically that the vagina does not develop. It's sometimes recognized at birth, but most of the time it's not diagnosed until puberty when they're not having periods or something. Do they have have uterus and ovaries primarily then? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have a uterus and serve, they just have no vagina. Like sure, just so the what vagina happens didn't develop. when they go through um, like their monthly cycle? Do they, I mean, because I would be worried that would bleed and then internally just be there. Yeah. So there's different scenarios with that too. Sometimes it will fill with blood and create a lot of cramping. So they have a lot of abdominal pain. You work it yeah. up and you realize that they have blood trapped in the uterus and it can't get oh. out. Sometimes the blood can go out of the tubes, and so it can spill out of the tubes and still evacuate itself. Okay. Um, So it may not be as bad, but if they're not having an actual period coming out of the vagina, then we work it up and we do an exam. If you do an exam and you find out there's a blind pouch or just ends and there's not a vagina, then we work it up. So So then, totally off topic, whole other Mm -hmm. episode, what do they do? I mean, do you have to – can you make a vagina Mm -hmm. or do you have to do like um, hysterectomies? Yeah, you can make a vagina. There's different ways to do it. Okay. Um, you just have to have some sort of a conduit to connect yeah. the two oh, and okay. make it. So you can use like a piece of bowel or something sure. to make it. But Interesting. Um, but then it kind of goes back to our transgender episode. Right, I was where thinking they about that vaginas. with um, Dr. Dalian. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to that where um, you can make – there's different ways to make vaginas and conduits to where you can connect the cervix out okay. like, so you can release it. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So – Approximately 30% of women have orgasms from vaginal intercourse. Um, Some researchers claim that a vaginal orgasm may be more of a deep clitoral orgasm. Um, So there's different types of orgasms. And so there's been theories of whether it's just vaginal only can create an orgasm or if it's a combination of multiple areas that create the orgasm. But they're saying maybe 30% from vaginal intercourse only, which I think we're going to have another episode at some point about orgasms and much more detail about that. So that'll be coming. Here's another birth defect one. In about one of 2,000 births, a girl is born with an imperforate hymen, which means that there's no hole in the tissue that allows for the menses or the discharge to pass through. Okay. So those are also diagnosed early, like when they don't have periods and we're like, oh, Here's a thin piece of tissue. You have a hymen. Usually they'll have a bulge, like there's blood built up in the vagina and there's it's kind of bulging because it can't get out. Yeah. Um, so sometimes they're completely solid. And then sometimes there's like a tiny little hole where they still have some blood that makes it out. Um, but then sometimes we have to go in and open it up and fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So I do see that quite often, actually. Okay. Oh, here's fun facts for people that... The list of natural ways to make a vagina smell fresher without douching. So here's a list. This is like number one says you can eliminate pubic hair. So decreasing the pubic hair or trimming it down. Number two, wiping with baby wipes instead of toilet paper. Number three, drinking cranberry juice, which is a natural antibacterial. Number four, going either panty-free or wearing cotton underwear to help keep the vagina aired out a little bit more. Number five, taking probiotics to keep the vaginal flora healthy. Number six, avoiding pantyhose and tight jeans. Like tight clothing in general tends to yeah. like harbor like bacteria. It's like warm, dark, tight places makes things worse. Um, number seven, eating a healthy vegetable-based diet. Foods such as coffee, asparagus, beets, alcohol, broccoli, onions, garlic, and curry can affect smell. Oh, there you go. There's a list. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see the list earlier. 
But beets, ooh, I didn't know beets did it too. Beets make your pee red. Yeah. Well, it says also alcohol can change the smell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But coffee? I know. I was like, coffee? Yeah. Huh. Well, I don't know. (laughs) No, I was like, I drink a lot of coffee, but I don't. don't Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. On to the next one. So masturbation. Eh, Here's the topic. So masturbation, healthy and normal. Because they consider it healthy and normal because it's safe sex, right? It relieves, it relieves stress. It's a mood booster. Um, and it helps build pelvic floor muscles. <laughs> so all good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it's therapy. Uh, but there's, there's exceptions. Um, so if, if you're going to masturbate or use a toy, you just got to make sure that it's smooth and not to stick anything in there that has an edge or pointy part. Because you can't actually tear or lacerate yeah. something in there, make it bleed. You can poke Ouch. a hole through things. So, you know, you kind of need to just make sure that it's used appropriately. If you're trying to choose items from the kitchen, as people <laughs> try to do, um, you just got to make sure that you don't injure yourself. So Proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's about, this is about vagina length. So in the average length of an unaroused vagina in a mature woman is about two and a half to three inches wide and three and a half inches long, but it can expand up to 200% during sexual intercourse and giving birth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we know it can get big for, for birth. birth. Yeah. yeah. It can stretch to unimaginable <laughs> areas, but yes. Um, but 200%. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so the name Hymen is named, the word Hymen is named after Hymen, the Greek goddess of marriage. Okay. That's that little membrane that partially covers the vagina. Um, It serves to protect the vagina before puberty. And then after puberty, uh, once estrogen kind of thickens that vaginal tissue, the Hymen serves, you know, little functional purpose. It's really only needed early on. Okay. So this one kind of talks about genital mutilation, like what it is. So in some cultures, so just defining it, some cultures, a woman's, a woman's clitoris is cut off and the labia are removed. And then the vagina is sewn shut with the exception of a tiny hole to allow like discharge or the period. Um, but it's widely condemned as genital, genital mutilation and it's awful. Um, but it was believed, it was done because it was believed it will make a woman more marriageable by both decreasing sexual desire and to ensure virginity. But obviously it's terrible. So yeah. not many cultures do that anymore, but that's what it actually is. I can't imagine the trauma associated with that. Yeah. I, you Sad. Know. So conditions called pelvic prolapse is when uh, a woman's vagina can literally like fall out and hang between her legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it can be fixed. So there's, there's fi- ways to fix that. So if your vagina is falling out, <laughs> if your vagina hangs between your legs, <laughs> yeah. if you have to push it back in, see your doctor because we can fix those things. Um, but that does happen. So prolapse is a thing. Can the uterus fall out too? Yes. Yeah. Or the cervix. Yeah. So okay. the cervix falls out before the uterus would. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the uterus will pop out okay. and you can pop I it back I remember in. in residency just prepping a patient for surgery and being entirely alarmed. Like, <laughs> that the cervix was like hanging yes, out? Yes. <laughs> because we didn't, I mean, we didn't know that. We didn't cover that. And I obviously realized what it was, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it can, especially when they're relaxed in surgery, yeah. it kind of like everything kind of relaxes and it can sure. kind of hang down a little bit more. 
Um, but yeah, if your cervix falls out and you have to pop it back in, um, sometimes it's hard to keep it in there and you can do Kegels and tighten those muscles all day long, but it's not going to be magical. It's not going to reverse everything up, you know? So you, there are different types of things. Dangerous if you were to get bacteria and then you pushing Mm -hmm. it back in. So getting it fixed is paramount. Yeah. No, if it's hanging out, it's if it rubs on the clothes and causes bleeding or ulceration yeah. of it, that's a problem. So you've got to like push it back in and hold it in there somehow. Uh, but you need to see the doctor because there are devices to either put in there to hold it in or there's surgery to fix okay. it. So right. Well, we'll have to do an episode about that because I think it's interesting. Yeah. All right. The G-spot. So the G-spot was named after Grafenberg. So it's called the Grafenberg spot or the G-spot. Statistically, like it lies about two to three inches inside the vagina on the top anterior wall near the belly button, sort of just under the urethra. So on the top, this area is believed to have a different texture than the rest of the vagina and maybe a remnant prostate gland, like in embryology when everything's developing. But there are some people and researchers that believe that the G spot doesn't exist at all. But that's. I actually find it fascinating when they draw the correlations between male and female anatomy and embryology and what um, like clitoris and G-spot and those different things is pretty interesting. Well, it's interesting like where it all kind of goes together, male and female. And you see like the scrotum would have been like the labia and yeah. Yeah. All related. We're not Mm. all that different after all. Yep. (laughs) Let's see. What's next? Oh, it talks about different vagina symbols. So in general, like different vagina symbols could include like oysters or flowers or handbags or uh, Pisces, you know, the, the fish use mm-hmm. the symbol. Yeah. Oysters though. Hmm. Yeah. I, maybe they're talking about the, I don't know. I, it just yeah. images why there's like using the, like a clam, I guess, you know, cause you refer to it as a clam. <clears throat> like then it would be pearls, right? Isn't there cr- pearls and clams? Yeah. Maybe that's the clitoris. okay (laughs) that's the prize (laughs) so the vagina itself is just a potential space so we when we refer to a vagina it's just we're referring to that potential space meaning that if nothing is in there and holding it open it collapses it's kind of like a sock without a foot in it see the reference to feet in podiatry socks in (laughs) feet (laughs) so it's like a sock so if there's not a foot in it it collapses down. So for a vagina, it's collapsed down normally unless it's being held open like okay. with a speculum or with a medical device or with, you know, a penis or something. Yeah. Uh, if something's in there separating the walls, it'll open up, but it's just a potential space. Okay. So here it talks about Benoit balls. So Benoit balls are like heavy metal balls that are used to help tighten the vaginal muscles. You basically insert them into the vagina and you just carry them around in the vagina to help strengthen the walls. So both sharks and vaginas have a substance called squalene. So squalene exists (laughs) in shark livers and it's also a natural vaginal lubricant. (laughs) Okay. So we're similar to sharks. Interesting. Yes. I love that. All right. So inside the vagina are a bunch of different ridges or a series of ridges called fold or folds inside the vagina. They're called vaginal rugae. 
And that's what allows the vagina to extend and stretch. Okay. So that's why it looks ridgy or Like a stomach um, has that too. Don't mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's a bunch of rugae in there. But that's how it's allowed to – it's kind of like a, like a coil, like a spring. Like yes. you have all these ridges because that's how it can stretch. And the vagina is self-cleaning, which we did talk about in self-cleaning our – Self-cleaning oven. It's a self-cleaning oven. Um, so we discourage any douching, leave it alone, let it self-clean. The vagina has lots of colonies of mutually symbiotic flora. So all these different microorganisms that help protect itself from dangerous microbes. If you disrupt that balance, you can get yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis or other types of infections or discharge. All right, here's another fun fact. Some of these are just like randomly thrown in here. In 2011, a 27-year-old woman was charged with possession of heroin after 54 bags of the drug were found inside her vagina. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, like tiny bags? I don't, I don't know how big the bags are. It doesn't now, matter. 54 of anything is a lot. 54 of any – like even small bags. That's a lot. Right. I was like, like no matter what a the lot smallest Ziploc bag I can imagine is, 54 of them is – yeah, I'm picturing those teeny tiny little bags, you know, that are like wrapped. I don't know. Um, but that seems like a lot. 54 bags of heroin in her vagina. That's a lot. But I'm I'm pretty impressed. And this still leads to more questions that I have. Oh, There's yes. not like any extra info on this, but dang. Oh, <laughs> this is another story. So these I like these fun facts of like vagina stories. So this one, a patient went to a gynecologist complaining that vines were coming out of her vagina. Um, and I guess the doctor examined her and found that there were indeed vines coming out of her vagina. And when he <laughs> removed the object, um, they found that there was a potato inside her vagina that sprouted vines. What the hell? Um, the, patient told, <laughs> the patient told the doctor that her mother told her to put a potato in her vagina to prevent pregnancy. So then I guess she just left it in there and then it started to sprout. Ew. I have no words. <laughs> Yeah. Ew. Well, and wouldn't you think like if you put a potato in your vagina and then you started sprouting like vines out of your vagina, wouldn't you You'd think? Be like, oh, oh, I put a potato in there. Let me get them out. That potato. Yeah. Like maybe I should take the potato out of my vagina. But no, I would just go see a doctor to say, hey, I've got weird vines coming out of my vagina. That's even weirder. I don't know. <laughs> this reminds me of – There okay, are weird another, weird humans out there in the world. I know. But this reminds me of another side story that my mom, I think, had a patient a long time ago, a pediatric patient that put beans up their nose and didn't tell their parent. <laughs> and then it sprouted into the sinuses. So oh, it sprouted no. and like went all through the sinuses. Yeah. <gasps> it was awful, awful. Like can yeah. you imagine? No. You stick beans up there and it just sprouted into the sinuses. And then that's a nightmare to go that in. That is a nightmare. Out. That's not easy cavities to get stuff out of. No. I bet ENT had a field day with that. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one. Here's another, like, um, fun fact, another, like, patient report thing. Um, a gynecologist reported that a patient of hers regularly used her vagina as a purse. And she would <laughs> stuff it with plastic baggie of pills, a wad of bills, a oh. tube of lipstick and a pin. Well, and then you need to put uh, stuff when you go out if you don't want to carry a purse. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've heard to it referred to as like a prison purse. Like in prison, that's kind of yep. where you carry yep. things um, because you have nowhere else to put things. Oh you don't have gosh. a purse. So they, you can call it your prison pocket or your prison purse. Um, you can use your vagina to, um, I guess, tote things around. Yes. But. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it's pretty common for some people, I suppose, but I would not advise putting 
things or carrying objects in your Correct. vagina on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Oh, and this was another um, type of anomaly or a birth defect. Um, so this one talks about having two vaginas. So it is possible to have like two vaginas. So you have a duplicated system altogether. So there's different versions of a duplicated system. Uh, but you can have two vaginas and two cervixes and two uteruses. Like you can have a completely wow. duplicated system. Okay. Which we've seen. There are some other variations where you have like two uteruses and two cervix with one vagina that co- that like meet up to one vagina. Or you can have a septum down the vagina and have it separated. So there's all kinds of different variations. But yeah, some people have two vaginas. Usually what happens in my next question is do they use both vaginas? Usually what happens is one side becomes more dominant than the other. So if you're having intercourse, you tend to have one more dominant side than the other. And so the other side becomes not kind of atrophied or kind of shrinks down a bit because you only use one side the most. Okay. Um, but these are the ones I pick up these patients when they're putting in tampons, but still bleeding around the tampon because the other side doesn't have a tampon in it, right? So these are the ones yeah. I pick up these patients when they're saying they're using tampons, but still bleeding and they're not, their tampon isn't working. And okay. it's usually because their tampon is in on the, the dominant side and not on the non-dominant side where they're still bleeding. And so they have to have like a pad to catch the other side. Oh, okay. But they didn't know they had two vaginas. So once you can fix that, there's different ways to fix it depending on if it's just a septum or if it's a vaginal wall and you can open it up and make one or yeah. So there's different ways to fix it. But yeah, yeah, I've seen that a few times. And then No, I was going to read this last one, but it's gross. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll read it. Maybe we can cut it out if I okay. want to. But this is another report from a gynecologist and a patient story. But I guess a patient visited her gynecologist complaining of vaginal itching and feeling like something was moving around inside in there. And then I guess when they did the exam, they found that there were a few maggots in her vagina. And then the gynecologist had no... I guess nobody had any idea of how the worms or maggots got into her vagina, but they treated her with like worming pills, cleaned her vagina, told her not to put any food products in her vagina, which first off, like hold the phone, like pause there. Why would you be putting food products in your vagina? I don't know. Um, And then I guess when she checked up on her a couple of weeks later, it was all clear and there were no maggots. But um, why do you have to tell someone not to put food products in your vagina? I don't know. Oh, but like that one lady put a potato in there, so right. I guess you have to tell patients not to put food products. In I can't. There. I can't think about maggots because we in residency would use them for necrotic wounds. So they would mm-hmm. come in like medical biohazard bags, and we'd pick them up and put them onto the wound, and then they would multiply and have maggot babies, and then the patient would come oh, back later. And no. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, gross, 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 gross. You kill them with peroxide. That is how you kill Mm-mm. maggots. Mm-mm. No. Nope, nope, nope. Well, you can't put peroxide. You can't put certain no, things in I know. In that's why I was like, well, that solution doesn't work. You can't pour that in a vagina, but we would put no. the maggots in a bag and then put pour peroxide in. Ew. No, but you can, I mean, you can clean them out of any kind of orifice. Yeah, I but suppose. there's lots of them. That would take you a long time to do that. Ew. But you can flush out with saline and iodine and all that. That can work. Great. Um, I, I guess yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting woozy thinking about it right now. <laughs> See, this would be the part when we have to get out of people. I don't know. We listen. might lose listeners. We're not going to yeah. get those 10,000 downloads if we keep talking about maggots. Moving on. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. We might have to cut maggots out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my 
Fun vagina facts. Okay. <laughs> what did you think of my vagina facts? <laughs> I learned some things and I was astounded by some things. Let's just say that. And they're, yeah. these are times where I mm-hmm. wish people could see my face because oh, there's a lot of like <laughs> forehead in my palm. Like what? WTF? I know. Well, just reading through these to come up with this episode. Mm-hmm. I was dying laughing on some of them. So, okay. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our last episode for okay. this season. Dun, and then we'll dun, dun. start our second season in 2022. That's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in. We have been loving all the feedback and the questions that we are receiving, so just keep them coming. Don't forget, if you want to leave a voice message, just go to the link at the bottom of the description in the episode. You may even hear your question or comment here on the show. And remember to subscribe so you'll be the first to know every time we release a new episode. We are so grateful for all of the downloads, rates, and reviews. These help to drive our podcast up in the rankings and makes it easier for others to find us. Do you have an interesting idea or a question that you want answered here on the podcast? Send us an email at tits2toespodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at from tits2toes. And remember, keep your tits up and your toes down.